content warning. Tone Deaf is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. Spoilers are in every episode, so if you haven't seen the shows we are reviewing, you can always check back in later with us. We'll be here when you get back. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren. I'm musically challenged. So, Warren, those wacky nuns are back. Not those wacky nuns, though. I was going to say, I thought we were doing uh, Sister Act 2, not Nonsense 4. Or those wacky nuns from... Uh, Sound of Music. Oh, we're, we're talking about Whoopi Goldberg and the Sisters of St. Catherine's Parish. It's just too many wacky nuns to keep too track of. Too many wacky nuns. Wacky waving inflatable arm wave, waving tube nuns. <laughs> there, there needs to be a musical called All the Wacky Nuns, and it's just all the nuns from the different musicals <laughs> over the years <laughs> meeting at a nun conference. Oh my gosh. Um, that would be pretty amazing, actually. <laughs> I... Yeah, that needs to be a thing. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about Sister Act 2. Woo! I'm so excited. Me so too. before we go into it, though, I want to thank everyone for uh, all of your reviews, all of your ratings on Podchaser. Um, if if you're listening and you want to help out the show, please continue giving us reviews on Podchaser, iTunes, uh Castbox, all of those, they really help out the show. We love you. We love you very much. Um, and yeah, just thank you all for all of your support. So, are you ready to learn about Sister Act 2? I did have I did have one thing spoiled for me on Sister Act 2, which I, I don't I don't know how to feel. Well, actually, I know how to feel. I feel bad. I feel bad and disappointed. Why? But, what, what spoiled you? There's no battle nuns in this one. Yeah, there aren't any battle nuns in Sister I, Act 2. I, 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 but uh, there's some better things in Sister Act 2, which I'll get to. <laughs> Double battle nuns? <laughs> so, Sister Act 2 was my favorite of the two movies growing up. Uh, so we're going to see if this is still my favorite of the two now. I'm pretty sure it will be. <laughs> and I'll get into... Uh, stuff like that. Uh, so it is based on an actual person. Sister Act 2 is, kind of. Oh. It is loosely based on uh, the Crenshaw High School choir instructor, Iris Stevenson. Um, to keep you from being spoiled on the plot of the movie, I'll just say that they took inspiration for the plot of this sequel from something that Stevenson went through in 1991. So I I think I remember uh, commercials for this, advertisements for this. Mm -hmm. If I if drawing on old childhood memories deep in the recesses of my Swiss cheese brain, <laughs> I think that this is about her going to a uh, 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 kids in need kind of situation in a, in mm -hmm. a in a school that's not in a good part of town and helping these kids overcome their uh, their trials of the neighborhood that they live in through music. 
there's part of that. Oh, okay. Part of that is true, but also some other stuff is inspired by it. And I'm pretty sure, if I remember right, um, Iris Stevenson got to perform for Barack Obama at one point, or her choir did, um, back in 2014. And we'll probably be able to talk about her later because she sounds like a teacher I would have fucking loved. <laughs> she and like some of the teachers who I adored in high school, she sounds like a badass. Nice. So uh this movie only came about due to Whoopi, who had bad experiences filming Sister Act, being like, I'll only do the sequel if Disney finances oh, Serafina. I didn't know she had bad experiences filming the first one. I mean, one. you know, you're a black woman in a role that's meant for a white woman, and then you've got all the Disney execs who, historically, <laughs> well, just when, when yeah, I yeah just, when when we were talking about the the last episode, I didn't know that she had she she didn't times. have a positive time, but that's sadly kind of the it's it's the experience of being in a mostly white dominated film, and you're not. <laughs> Mm. Or not white-dominated film, but white-dominated industry, and you're not. Um, Fair. It's it's the same sort of stuff that I tell you about with my experiences in theater. I mean, it's... it's, I couldn't find any of the examples of what she went through, but she did have enough of a negative time with it that she didn't want to do the sequel. Gotcha. And then she told Disney... Oh, I need you to film, or I need you to finance Serafina, which was her dream project, um, and then she would do it. And we'll cover that one later. I thought about covering it this week, and then I went, no, that one's going to be a little bit too heavy for this week. It's Apartheid, Mm -hmm. is what that musical's about. So we'll cover it another time, but just know that that's on the horizon. Um, the Lost Horizon. <laughs> fuck that movie. Uh, not Serafina, Lost Horizon. <laughs> Lost Horizon can go fuck itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have as much about the actual production on this one because I couldn't find as much. Oh. But I will say that reviewers were not kind and the box office totals were nowhere near as good, which surprised me because, again, this was my favorite of the two movies. Then... I saw an article by David Dennis Jr. on The Undefeated, uh, which is a, uh, it's, from what I could tell, it's a magazine, but it's online. Um, But his, his article made everything make sense. Yeah. Sister Act 2 was directed by a white guy, made for white audiences, thus the original casting of Bette Midler. Sister Act 2 was not. Sister Act 2 was directed by uh, Bill Duke, who was Trask from X-Men, The Last Stand, and director of The Killing Floor, A Rage in Harlem, and America's Dream, above, or among all others, Black Man. <laughs> uh, it, it was basically like, this movie is black as fuck. Blackity black? <laughs> it is blackity black, and I love it. So... Uh, white critics were the ones who mostly panned this movie. Hmm. 
because, yeah, I mean, that's who your critics are at this time. You don't really have that many critics who are black or other people of color. Um, you'll have a few female critics, but not very many. Um, it's a very uh, white male-dominated... It's a very white male-dominated industry. Like, that that's the thing that people have to remember, is that for such a long time, it's dominated by white men and it changes kind of what is accepted according to critics so it's why i'm a little bit more like side eye when things like the whiz movie or when this are panned by critics because i'm like was it made for you though yeah what's the perspective <laughs> of the person viewing the imagery yeah yeah it wasn't made for you so this movie is heavy on gospel, heavy on hip-hop, heavy on rap. It's, holy fuck, it's awesome. And it's it's stuff that, as a kid, I kind of secretly loved, but growing up black in Utah and trying to fit in as the only black girl in a parochial school, I was trying not to show that I liked mm. this music, that I liked, it, that I was, I, I, it's, it's that double consciousness shit. <laughs> you you uh you had to embrace the boringness. You had to I, be like, I, I'm boring like the rest of you. I it was a survival tactic. I couldn't be outwardly black. <laughs> it's it's a double consciousness shit, and it's a thing that like growing up in a mostly white community, every so often I look back on that childhood experience and I'm like, what would it have been like if I had been in an area where there were at least I mean, when I was in elementary school, there were three black kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I mentioned before, I remember the one black kid that I knew yeah. in elementary school growing up, and then he had some siblings. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, well, they're, they're you know, the, the three that I knew, you know, going through elementary school, they were all siblings. So it was just one family. Yeah. And so it's, it's one of those things where I sit here and go, I do wonder what my life would have been like in another state, because, like... Back in Colorado, there were more black people. <laughs> Granted, I was related to most of the ones that I knew. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still more than I knew here. Mm -hmm. And then the few that I knew here either moved out of state or were in areas that I wasn't nearby. Like in, because uh, I, you know, was living on the East Bench and the few black friends that I knew were in South Jordan. And at the time that's a little bit of a commute for us. And mm -hmm. yeah. So anyway, on to, on to sister act two, um, sister act two was kind of a safe way to experience what I wanted because by this point it gets syndicated on the Disney channel and everyone in the mid to late nineties knows about it from Disney channel not from the theaters. And uh, this this article that I found talks about how it impacts Christian R&B, rap, and the newer wave of gospel music that comes oh, after this. Okay. Um, because, and I'm just like, yeah, this movie is fucking culturally significant, and those stuffy critics didn't know shit. Because, like, really good, there is good Christian rap and R&B out there. There... There was and it's one contained that... <laughs> all in this movie. <laughs> well, there was one guy who came to uh, the Lutheran high school I went to for 
one year. <laughs> and then all five of us were like, nope. <laughs> well, actually, one of them graduated out, and then I think the rest of us just were like, nah. <laughs> um, but there, there was a Christian rapper who came to the school, and he was actually really good. And it was one of those things where I'm like, yeah, this this reminds me of Sister Act 2 a little bit. And now that reading this article, I'm like, well, that's where it sort of exploded, was like, oh, we can do this. And Sister Act 2 shows how you can make it good. Um, there's there's a song that gets reimagined by the cast, and it's, ooh, ooh, it's so good. So good. So anyway. a song from the first one that gets reimagined? No, a... Go- a uh, piece of liturgical music gets reimagined okay Okay. and uh yeah it's and you're you're gonna get things like uh there's a gospel version of handel's messiah that's able to exist because of this bless you i i was holding back the sneeze your expression look at the light babe (laughs) (laughs) it's it's gone now it's it's, uh subsided (laughs) So, um, speaking of the music, the musical talent of this movie, holy fuck, Warren. Mm. Holy fuck. Lauren fucking Hill is in this. Wait, wait. No, 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 I'm thinking of someone else. Wait, what, what, have I seen her in anything? Killing me softly with his words. Da 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 da, killing me softly with his song. Killing me softly with his song. She was in the Fugees. Um, okay, but I I both wanted to be her and I had a crush on her. That by feel. I also like apples. Sorry, Fuji apples. It's. I'm sorry. This this is who I am. <laughs> if I don't know something, I have to make a joke. Oh, God! <laughs> I'll show you how food is spelled later. It, it's based off of, like, refugees. Oh, not... that's right. You, to- oh, you told me about this before. Uh, it's okay, babe. <laughs> I knew that I could tell you about it. <laughs> My Swiss cheese of a brain. <laughs> it's music-related, so I knew that I could tell you. <laughs> so... She is our deuteronomist, so she's the other protagonist of this movie. I thought you were going to say she's our Deuteronomy of this, and I was like, (laughs) is this also about a suicide cult? (laughs) Suicide cult of nuns. Cult nuns. Nun cult. Non-dare-culted experience. No, (laughs) no. Non-dare-culted Conspiracy. That's what I meant to say. Holy fuck! <laughs> QAnon sense is habit forming. Anyway, <laughs> Dan and Jordan, you need to make that a musical. Get oh. the QAnon anonymous guys on it. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that would be hilarious to review. Anyways, we will review it alongside the Scientology musical. Um. Anyway, <laughs> and then we'll drink the Kool Aid. Nah, that's for the Jonestown musical. Um, and it's Flavor Aid. Anyway, uh, Lauren Hill has some amazing songs in this. Just, mm. anyway, there's one that she does that's a duet. 
of His Eye is on the Sparrow. And I actually performed that with a friend for the Lutheran church that oh, cool. I went to. Um, and she, she and I uh, would rehearse that song because we were, I want to say we were in Aida. Um, it's, it's the one that you met that moved to Vegas. Oh, okay. That, yeah. Um, and God, that was, that was another fun experience. Oh, anyway, um, that song, I love that song. And I kind of wish that we could have gotten a group together of, of the rest of like the black cast that we were in, um, in Aida to do some of the other songs from this show maybe even take over the church mm-hmm. would have been our church now better church just saying that right now <laughs> uh we also have an appearance of dd magno hall really yes she was with a teenager yes in fact she was a disney kid she at was? this point yes she was in their pop group the party which was made famous by mackenzie atwood's pearl secret rap career videos <laughs> It'd be cool to see a baby Magna Hall. Yes, and like she's only in she's only in the background, but she like in the students, but she is in this movie. So cool. Yeah, and this oh oh my god! So we have this kid Ryan Toby who plays another character in this movie that I adore, Amal. He was fifteen when he auditioned and sixteen during filming, and this fucking kid he hits an e-natural high in this and it's him it's not dubbed it's him it's him doing it and it's so good oh my god oh my god yeah you'll you'll see you'll see and you'll be like what see and you say he hits an e-natural high and i'm sitting here going do i even ask what an e-natural high sounds like because Will I be able to pick it out of a musical yes. lineup? You will be able to pick it out because it is uh, like higher, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 something that I struggle with. Like even at my uh, most trained that I was and most warmed up, I struggle with an E natural high. So yeah, yeah, it's mm, it's so good. Um, so the music is mixed and composed by Mervyn Warren, and it's fucking brilliant. No relation. No relation. Um, again, this helped lead to the contemporization of gospel in the church. It's responsible for Christian rap, hip hop, Christian R&B, both good and bad. It has my, (laughs) it has my favorite cover of my favorite Temptations song in it, Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. You gonna tell me what the song is? You'll know. Okay. You'll know. Um, and, and you'll just be like, this song! (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's, that sounds like me. Yeah, this, that'll be you. Um, and there is a little bit of sadness with this movie, like I was saying earlier, because it did make me, as a kid, go, why am I in Utah where it's me and, like, two other black kids with only one being in my grade? Mm Mm-hmm. School was hard. (laughs) Utah was hard. (laughs) So... This movie was released in 1993, but again, critics don't know shit, so we're not going to listen to them. Fuck the low score on Rotten Tomatoes. I rarely do listen to critics because I find myself not agreeing with a lot of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Same. Oh, oh, oh. 
a couple more actors that are in this that are pretty interesting. Jennifer Love Hewitt is in this. Hmm. Baby Hewitt. But, eh, it's a black movie. I don't really... (laughs) I'm not focusing on, this is our movie, damn it. (laughs) Um, No, 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 no. We're going to take 20 minutes and talk about the white girl. Uh, Whoopi's daughter, Alex Martin, is in this as well, and she has a great Yo Mama joke that I may or may not have used a lot as a kid after seeing this. Oh, nice. And Udesky from Jurassic Park 3 is in this. Jurassic Park 3? Yes. Who was that? Udesky. He was, uh, the... God, it's... Because the third one's my least favorite. Yeah, it... He's the, he's a dead body later (laughs) in it. (laughs) I'm trying to remember. Does he get eaten by, no, he doesn't get eaten by a Spinosaurus. No. You'll recognize him when you see it. Because he's he's got a very recognizable face. However, he is also technically a tone deaf alumnus. What else was he in? He was Sheldon in the film version of Hair that we saw. He's the one who was asked to strip down and didn't want to remove his socks. Ah. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So he's technically a tone-deaf alumnus. I think, okay. Yes. And once you see him in this, you'll be like, holy shit, it's Udesky! Because I can't draw a scene for you with him in this in, in Jurassic Park 3, because like you... That's my least favorite of the of the original three. Fallen Kingdom is fucking weird, and I don't want to count that as a Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, Jurassic Park tangent. Uh, yeah, the Jurassic World ones are weird. Yeah, and they. Ju- I'm really scared about Jurassic World three. You mean Dominion? Mm-hmm. Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing the concept art for the uh, human dinosaur hybrid nonsense. Mm-hmm. So. Tr- mm-hmm. Gird your loins, di- move, dinosaur movie watching tone deaf listeners. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. I can't watch that movie in theaters. <laughs> I will be screaming at the screen. <laughs> I can't watch it in theaters. Then it'll be like when we went and saw Cats, because I. <laughs> Everybody was screaming at the screen at Cats, even the children. <laughs> Even the children were upset. Okay, okay. Anyway. No cats, no dinosaurs. No cats, Talk no about dinos. Nuns. Uh, so, yeah, this this movie, fuck the critics, is all I'm going to say. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to be sitting here bouncing in my seat watching it because, oh, it's one of my favorite movies. I may be singing along with all of the songs just so that you oh, know. Oh, no. No, don't sing, okay? No, okay, don't sing. Also, no. I am heartbroken because the soundtrack to this is amazing, but it's on my iPod that's deceased and because it's old, and my iTunes account doesn't have the music on it anymore, mm. and I can't get it on Spotify, and it makes what? me so sad because the soundtrack for this one is so good. It's so good. It's amazing. It needs to be rectified. Yes, it does. Disney. Disney, I know that we drag you a lot, but hear me out. For good reason. If you release the soundtracks to Sister Act and Sister Act 2 on Spotify, specifically Sister Act 2, I will take back one 
Disney joke. It'll be at my discretion. But I will take back one. I can already hear the mouse. Ha ha! Direct your request to that brick wall over there! Ha <laughs> ha! If you have any complaints, direct that request to your brick wall over there! Ha <laughs> ha! Pretty much. Alright, so, are you ready for the best movie musical of the 90s? I'm very excited, because you've already hit the things that I really liked about the first one. One, Whoopi Goldberg. I really mm -hmm. liked the uh, the gospel, mm -hmm. the, the touch of gospel that, that uh, she brought to that movie, and so I'm excited to see more of that. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I'm just, I'm excited. Yay! Let, let's go. Let's Woo! go. We're going to watch it on Disney+, Plus and so see Disney? See, see, see? We're watching it on your your dumb little app. On your platform. We're watching it on your dumb platform. Release the soundtrack. Let's go! Woo! Hey, Warren. Hey, Kay. Do you know what time it is? Is it time to thank our favorite people in the whole world? Heck yeah! Today, we would like to thank our stage crew sponsor, Jasmine Wu, and our producer circle sponsors, Bianucci, Reagan, and Taylor Brandt. Thank you all so much for your support of our show. We truly appreciate it. Yo, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are TGOT, Those Guys Over There Podcast, which is five guys with the shits and giggles. I'm one of your five hosts, Big Tom, but you know I get the band with me. What's good? It's your boy, Jeff. Tim, always lit. This is Phil. This is the Graft. A.K.A. Pettywise. A.K.A. Save it, bitches. We are the bar conversation that you overhear, but you can't get all of it here. You'll hear the whole shit. Facts. And now, the lights are going down and the music's starting back up, so let's head back to the second act of our show. What'd you think? Ain't no mountain high enough. <laughs> Ain't no valley low enough. Ain't no river wide enough to, to keep me from reviewing Sister Act Part 2. <laughs> God, I love you. I love you. I enjoyed it a lot. Like, the, the first one, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I... Mm -hmm. The... I enjoyed the mobsters of the first one a lot because they're mm -hmm. they were uh, kind of silly and ridiculous, and I like the whole "Hey, I'm Catholic and I can't get divorced, but I'm gonna be a criminal and kill people." Mm -hmm. That part made me laugh. Um, I do get why you like the second one more, and I agree. Mm -hmm. I actually do like the second one more. Yep. Uh, and but at the same time, what's funny about that as well is when it comes to things like I know this isn't a buddy cop movie, but mm -hmm. it's kind of. When it comes to buddy cop-esque things, I always tend to enjoy sequels more than the first one because yep. the characters are already friends. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I always tend to enjoy that more. You don't have to deal with the awkwardness and the yeah. strife of and going so, from enemies to friends or lovers. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> and so I, I, I liked this one more because uh, early on, you know, we see the, the, the nuns from the first movie show up to talk to Dolores and stuff, and I liked... 
that that reunion that's like, oh, we're already friends and we have a past, and so what's our new adventure? You know? Yes. So I enjoyed that a lot. But... Yay! Okay, so should I get right into it? Yeah. Okay. The show opens with a vibrant tour of Las Vegas, of the Las Vegas Strip, circa 1993, and, uh... I don't recognize any of these casinos. Uh, <laughs> lost to the echoes of a long-forgotten time. We see the sign outside, the Desert Hotel, and our favorite lounge singer, turned witness in hiding, turned faux nun, turned real nun, turned Las Vegas star, Dolores. <laughs> Apparently, it's her final show in this joint, and she's rocking and rolling the way she does, and her performance is uh, kind of a recap of the first movie. Mm -hmm. uh, we see past Dolores chasing hunky men and singing the hits that she sang in the first show. Uh, she goes into hiding and becomes a nun. And then she's on strings being elevated above the crowd by uh, string pullers. In... Using Peter Foy's system, possibly. Yeah, she's Peter Nunn, you know. From Spider-Man, Jesus, from Peter Pan. I was going to make a Spider-Man joke because it's like, oh, you know, this still less casualties than the Spider-Man musical. But... I'm surprised you didn't make a Flying Nun reference. Yeah, that was too easy, though. <laughs> Fair enough. So she's uh, being pulled in, uh, above the crowd, elevated by these strings. Dolores sees uh, Sister Peggy, Baby Nun, do 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 do, do, do. and Sister Lazarus. Uh, Dolores gets excited and tells them to come on up stage and sing with her. Sister Peggy and Baby Nun come on do, stage, do, 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 do. but Dolores is being swung to and fro like an out-of-control pendulum. <laughs> This final performance concludes with a thunderous applause, and we see Dolores and the nuns beaming with excitement. And I maybe you can mm -hmm. expand on like why was it like just a technical difficulty, or were her like string pullers actually just being dicks? It probably was a technical difficulty because okay. you can see them kind of struggling well, with the system a little bit. I just bit. see them doing it, and I it didn't. Like, I didn't see any panic or like, oh, what's going on? It just seemed like they were working it, but it wasn't responding because she's swinging back and forth. And she's like, you know, she takes breaks in between singing to be like, what the hell are you doing? And yeah. Stuff like no, that. No, the, the fly systems can be shitty sometimes and Temperamental. Can malfunction. Yeah. Because, I mean, if man was meant to fly. <laughs> if man was meant to fly, he'd have been born with wings. <laughs> the sisters are following Dolores to her room, accompanied by her sleazy manager, who is kissing up to the nuns and trying to find out if they have an agent. Dolores sits the nuns down in her room, and Dolores inquires why the sisters are here. So there's just, I love the, the line that they have um, when Lazarus, baby nun, and... Uh, do, 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 do. And uh, Sister Peggy are, you know, walking down the hall and the manager's like, oh, I love you guys. You know, I bought your album and da-da-da. And who represents you? And and uh, Dolores is like, they're nuns. They're, God represents them yeah. kind of thing. But just this. And then when, when they're in there talking, the manager kept trying to be like interjecting himself to be like, I'm her manager and stuff. And she just is like, shut up. Just shut up. Let me alone. <laughs> just Really annoying guy, but yeah. I'm glad that he's only in it for this beginning part because I was Me part, too. I was partly worried he was going to follow her mm -hmm. to uh, her destination in this movie, and I was not excited to mm -hmm. see that. So I'm glad that he's only there for the opening part. 
The sisters divulge that they are teachers at the same Catholic school Dolores herself went to as a child. The sisters say that they are in trouble and that the great Ark Nun, Mega Mother Superior <laughs> Commander of the Battle Nuns of San Francisco, has sent them on a mission to bring Dolores back into their fold. We're on a mission from Gad. On a mission from Gad. Dolores agrees to meet with Mother Superior, and after traveling to San Francisco, we find out that the school they are at, they are at is in desperate trouble and that Mega Mother needs Dolores to take up the mantle of music teacher. Dolores agrees after initially saying no, but failing to resist the guilt trip placed upon her by the Mega Nun. <laughs> Dolores shows up and, you know, it's all, it's all, you know, oh, it's so good to see you and hugs mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And then uh, McGonagall Nun is like, oh, we desperately need your help. She's like, yeah, I kind of want to enjoy my career, you know, because mm -hmm. it's taken off. And then she's like, oh, well, we helped you get that career kind of thing. And she's like, ah, you're just going to guilt trip me, huh? She's like, oh, I would never. Mm-hmm. And then I love that at one point she's like, oh, so this will be like a week, right? She's, we best not put a time frame on things. <laughs> we see Dolores after donning her penguin armor and accompanied by her fellow music nuns walking onto the school grounds. Sister Peggy explains a couple of old white men to be the principal and the other to be like a superintendent or something. Yeah. Ab above the principal as far as God is concerned. The superintendent... <laughs> The superintendent is like, huh. <laughs> as far as God is concerned. <laughs> well, they're religious schools. Yeah, though. yeah. He holds more authority than the priest is, mm -hmm. the principal priest. Anyway, the superintendent sees Dolores and is like, huh, that new nun looks familiar somehow. Oh, because they make mention after Dolores changes outfits that the priests will not be okay with her being there if they knew that she was not a nun. Mm -hmm. So she's got to be all... <sighs> How can I can I make that into a pun? Hmm. In in nido, dang it. In <laughs> incognundo. No, really doesn't work. Incognito. <laughs> Anyways. Dolores gets called in to talk to the principal priest, and we find out the backstory fed to him by the sisters is that Dolores worked at a woman's prison in the bayou. <laughs> Good cover, I guess. <laughs> I mean, granted, this scene, this is before the time of, uh, you know, connected computer systems mm -hmm. uh, for everybody. So that it's yeah. not like they have some Catholic database they could have been like, mm -hmm. Sister Mary Clarence of this. And... Yeah, like this is... This is a movie whose plot would not work now. Oh, it, well, it, it reminds me of, uh, uh, oh, crap. The baseball one with the devil. Damn Yankees. Damn Yankees. Reminds me of Damn Yankees. <laughs> the whole thing of, like, they've been Google, Googling who this guy is and been like, he doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. The baseball one with the devil. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I'm glad you do. <laughs> I mean, that, it is fair that you didn't know. What or you didn't remember the name of the show because it was a while ago, and it's not like we hearken back to it all the time. It's true. It's true. <clears throat> it's okay. not like cats. <sighs> well, because okay, or West Side Story tangent. Because Damn Yankees was enjoyable. Like mm -hmm. it was, it was an enjoyable show, even if it had parts I didn't like. You know, as with a lot of things. So it doesn't, it doesn't uh, warrant constantly being pissed on doesn't like cats. Warrant. <laughs> you know, warrant is a Warren rant. <laughs> so all my rants are warranted. <laughs> uh, Dolores is like, oh yeah, so Dolores' cover is that she was a nun at a women's prison in the bayou. 
Dolores is like, yep, uh-huh, bad experience there, but nuns are not allowed to have good experiences, otherwise <laughs> they lose their nun license or something to that extent. <laughs> Dolores leaves her meeting with the principal priest after learning that all he knows about teaching is discipline. And that's the wisdom that he passes on to her. Discipline. <laughs> Which she probably could have picked up because we see that from her early years at a Catholic yeah. school. That it was just, how dare you have humor? Mm-hmm. God died. God doesn't believe in humor. <laughs> Do you think Jesus laughed when he was being crucified, you shit? <laughs> Um, I may have taken some uh, liberties there. Anyway, Dolores comes out of her meeting with the principal priest and tells the other sisters that they lied to her and that they're all going to hell, which prompts some panic signing of the cross from all of them, minus Dolores. We then see the faculty at lunch, including uh, introducing themselves to Dolores as lunch is being served. The cook apparently is a priest from Germany who knows only how to cook penis-shaped food. <laughs> by the look of everyone, by every, by the looks of everyone, they're tired of eating sausages and mystery gravy every day. The priest, <laughs> the principal priest, hesitates nibbling his dick on a plate and is like, "I think this food needs a prayer." Do you have something you'd like to add? <laughs> hey, they're. They're poking at their dick on a plate like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what gravy this is. I chuckle as this scene. I chuckle at this scene. And it changes to Dolores seeing all the other classrooms and how bored and uninterested the students are. Dolores gets led to her new classroom by the math teacher priest who grows up to be eaten by dinosaurs in Jurassic Park 3. And Dolores enters the lion's den to wrangle some unruly children. He should have stayed a priest, right? Mm-hmm. But instead, he's like, hey, I'm tired of being a priest. I want to go be a mercenary and go visit an island full of dinosaurs where I'm sure everything will work out for me. <coughs> Aww. Stupid lungs. Yeah. Who needs them anyway? Dolores. <laughs> what are they good for? Absolutely everything. <coughs> Dolores is tough and quips back to the students as they try to give her shit and try to as she tries to do roll call. We see a student who is sleepy but can draw. Uh, one who is a brown noser. One who is I don't remember what his name was. James something. And he stands up and he's like, "This is my slave name. This is the name that my parents mm-hmm. had to take. This is not who I am. Yeah, I want to be referred to as Amal. Yeah, and I can't remember the full name that he wants to be referred to yeah. as. Which I'm also like." That's a pretty dope-ass name, Yeah, it's a dope-ass name. Like, and I'm, I totally am not against people being like, hey, I mm-hmm. want to change my name. Mm-hmm. It's your life. It's mm-hmm. you. You're a sovereign individual. You live your life. Yo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyways, we get uh, Rita lots of attitude and <laughs> Frank raps a lot and uh, other kids. <laughs> Dolores learns that this music music class is a fu- is a flyby class. The kids are not required to do anything to pass. It's a bird course. Bird. We just pl- fly on through. Yeah, they yeah they do the bird whistling, which I'm not even going to attempt. Do you want to do it again, Kay? Much better than I could hope to do. <laughs> Growl. Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Dolores goes to ask the administration for money because during the course of this scene, she's like, well, where are your instruments? Where are your music books? And they've like turned them into spit wads and spit mm-hmm. them on the ceiling and everything. So they just, they have this class full of nothing really, but it's mm-hmm. supposed to be a music class. So she goes to the administration to ask for money to buy stuff for the class. And Principal Priest and Superintendent Grumpy, and they're like, <laughs> we're broke, bitch. And Dolores is like, what should I teach them then? And at that time, a baseball comes crashing in through the window, and Superintendent Grumpy Pants is like, teach them to play soccer. And then he slams the ball down on the desk. Dolores goes outside to where the kids are freestyling on the rooftop. And Dolores is like, yo, 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 get your asses back in class, and walks away all (laughs) cool as shit. And when the kids are like, man, she's a bad bitch. And then we see the kids at night on the street hatching a plan to get rid of Dolores. We see Sketch getting yelled at by his boss at the grocery store for talking to his friends and not working. His boss slash dad. Oh, it was his dad. Mm -hmm. I didn't get that. Okay, so it's a family business he works Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I was sitting here wondering about that, but okay. Because the uh, interaction seemed... Uh, more familial than yeah. professional, and so I was initially confused by that. Uh, and we see Rita getting yelled at by her mother, who is like, Get in here and do your damn homework! The students all call it a night, and we see the next morning as they're pouring glue on Dolores's seat. Mm-hmm. Teacher Mary Dolores comes in, and while she thinks, and while she thinks she's connecting to the students via talking about the majesty of music, she plops her butt down in the chair and finds herself in a predicament. I love that scene, though. Well, it's like then, so 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 we see the students rejoicing in their shenanigans, and Dolores trying to wheel her chair up a sloped hallway. So it reminds me of uh, uh, the high school I went to. Um, the classes in the basement, you know, they were. Like, I had an art class that was in the basement stuff, and I do remember, like, there was a sloped hallway kind mm-hmm. of thing like that. So when she was trying to wheel herself up there, mm-hmm. it made me think of that school. And then she's just like, shit, and just slides back down. That is great, but too. the kids, what made me laugh about these kids is I don't know what their shenanigans with past teachers have been like because they just have this attitude of like one and done fellas we poured glue on the seat mission accomplished like they just acted like okay we won't see her for the rest of our lives it's back to free fly classroom but dolores is having none of that we cut to Dolores, grumpy in her room, understandable, when Mega Mother Nun and the other sisters come in to be like, we understand if you want to leave. And Dolores is like, uh-uh, not yet. I will have my vengeance. I will say, though, uh, the thing that made me laugh about that last scene was the brown noser kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk Cause, about that. Because I've had that student before that... You, you know that he knows that the rest of the class is on something, and there's that war <laughs> in his conscience of... Do you think do it was I... really that? Because it seemed like he was more curious about what she was actually saying, because she would mention Maybe. something, he'd be like, oh, he's like, what? Because I didn't see... Because especially when his classmates were reprimanding him for asking questions mm-hmm. that were keeping Dolores mm-hmm. from sitting in her chair, um, he seemed to have this look of more of confusion and less of... Uh, malicious more like he he knew that this was happening he wasn't about to stop it but then Mm. his his conscience is warring with his i can't let her know what's going on 
but I want to know about this, but it's going to fuck up the plan, but I want to know. Um, and yeah, maybe I didn't interpret it that way. It was <laughs> it was just more of like, maybe. Yeah. It's it's more of just a, an observation, because while I never got pranked, <laughs> in fact, this was the movie that got me into wanting to teach. Oh, really? Was, like one of the movies that made me go, that... That would be a good thing to do, and I'll teach music. Fuck no. Mm. I'll teach theater. Oh, there's no money in that. I'll teach. Fuck. Oh, there's no money in teaching unless mm-hmm. you're like a PhD or something. Anyway. Even then. <clears throat> no, even then. <laughs> the next day, we see Dolores accidentally eavesdropping on the principal priest who is being given the bad news that the school is at, in the red and will be closing at the end of the semester, not even waiting until the end of the year, the end of the semester. Dolores breaks the news to the other sisters, and they're like, God, give us the strength to teach the fuck out of these students and get in and uh, go out in class or something (laughs) like that. Dolores sits down with the rest of the uh, faculty and is like, we need to connect with these kids. Just because we're uh, we're closing down doesn't mean we're closed yet. Come on, y'all. This is an early 90s inspirational movie. Didn't you see the first one? We're going to dig deep, reach these kids, and revitalize the plot and show everyone what we can do. <laughs> we are the Catholics. <laughs> mighty, mighty Catholics. <laughs> we then see Dolores the next day laying down the law with the students of her class, telling them that they are grounded in this flyby class. No more easy A's. And Rita is like, pfft. We don't need this. Come on, y'all. Let's go. And the rest of her friends are like, uh, we kind of need to pass this class. And Rita gets upset that her friends are not willing to fail the class just to make a point. And she walks out of the class, then out of the school, and then sad walks down the street. Insert the sad Hulk walking away music from the Hulk (laughs) TV series with Luther Regno. Kind of what it made me think of, because she's just like looking all sad. She's looking behind her. She's walking, and then just, and then looking behind her and walking, and it's like, well, oh, what's the line that uh, Dolores has with her? She says, "Is it lonely out on that branch by yourself?" Yep. Something like that. Yep, lonely out there on that branch. And I don't know if that was a reference to being a bird in this flyby class, or if that was something else. It could have been. I think it might also just be a reference to like going out on a limb and doing something, and then it's... Or, I oh, don't maybe. know. maybe. That could mm-hmm. very well be it. That makes sense as well. Um, I will say, though, more than the first movie, mm-hmm. holy shit, is there some vocal talent in this. Right? Like, like uh, everyone can sing, except it, for... Wendy McKenna, but it, everybody else can sing. It was funny seeing uh, young, well, I shouldn't say young, uh, baby Dee Dee Magna Hall, right. as well as uh, baby Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm-hmm. I had a little bit of a crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt growing up, but that was pretty common for the time, mm-hmm. even though I never like really saw anything she was in other than uh, yeah. I Know What You Did Last Summer, mm-hmm. I think just the first one, because she's I mean, fine. But anyway, <laughs> anyways. Back at the class, Dolores is like, repeat this positive indoctrination I'm providing you all. And the (laughs) students are like, hey, this is a music class, so instead of saying it, we're going to sing it. And it was like, do you remember how it goes? If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, better wake up and pay attention. Aw, thank you. That Mm. was an unwarmed up one. Oh, I don't care. One more time, please. (laughs) For those in back. 
Pardon. Uh, there we go. If you wanna be somebody, if you wanna go somewhere, better wake up and pay attention. Hmm. If the time is now or never to make your dreams come true, better wake up and pay attention. Something like that. <coughs> can can the rest of this episode just be you singing parts from the show? My lungs won't like that. Again, lungs, what are they good for? <laughs> Guess I better get back to my notes. <laughs> I love you. I love you. So, yeah, Dolores is like, repeat this powerful indoctrination I'm telling you about waking up and pay attention if you want to be somebody and go somewhere. And the students are like, hey, this is a music class, so instead we're going to sing it. And Dolores is like, aha, I know how I'm going to save you underprivileged youth who have been swept under the couch of society. I'll turn you into a choir. And the men are like, no, a choir, that's emasculating. Choirs only sing dumb music. And Dolores is like, I think not, field trip bitches. And Dolores takes the kids to an old folks home for I uh, love reasons. With, I do love with a mall when he's just sort of like, well, actually, you know, Shaka was able to use a word of power and cast people and i'm just like i love this kid well he i, I love this kid so much i like this stuff too because he would pull from something that was you know of of uh historical reference to different tribes of of different mm -hmm. african uh cultures and be like oh well you know this group believed in a word of power that could be spoken you know yeah later on when they're complaining about wearing robes and stuff mm -hmm. he's like well you know robes were seen as as a sign of honor by this one so he he was always in there nigeria yeah. it's a sign of honor and so he was so when the other guys would complain he'd always be there with like here's a fact it's the old that's right we're back at the old folks home field trip do you remember when you would get taken on field trips to the old folks home? Actually. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, that backfired. Um, well, because when I went to a parochial school, choir was a required class. And so every Christmas we would go to the old folks home and sing for them. And then later, uh, when I was in high school, I did that for one Christmas because we weren't able to go back to visit my grandmother. And so I was like, well, I miss visiting with my grandmother why not just go visit with a nursing home here and i'll sing for them and he needed a grandma that is proxy the, that is the blue christmas story that i'm ah. sure mama case brought up with you before yes i believe yes so. why i don't sing because they just kept wheeling in old person <laughs> after old person just cycling them through because it was only supposed to be an hour and i only had an hour of music prepared <laughs> so it's like and i didn't i didn't want to just sing the same song over and over again because not all of them would forget by the time it was <laughs> over so <laughs> It started uh, an... digging deep and like, okay, I'll be home for Christmas. Oh, fuck. There's an SNL skit in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm classier than an S SNL. True. True. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So that's the old folks home and it's a penguin performance at the senior center. They're performing Ball of Confusion by The Temptations. Yes. And yes, I did recognize the song. But I had to ask Kay if it was The Temptations and if it was Ball of Confusion, so I get, like, half credit. You get some credit for, for that. For remembering something music-related. Anyways. I loved seeing your eyes light up with that. Like, just a, 
I know this song. Well, it's a good song, too. It's an amazing song, and it's my favorite cover of any Temptation song. And he performed it well. Yes! Anyways, the kids are not impressed that much with the singing, and they're like, we don't want to do the choir thing. We have reputations to think about. And Dolores is like, yeah, you wouldn't want to be an individual and do something that could benefit you in some way. (laughs) Also, she tells them not to disrespect her nun friends when they get on the bus, or she'll skin them all alive. (laughs) The nuns get on the bus, and the kids applaud the nuns and are very polite. They head back to the school, and Dolores gets a talking to from the principal priest, who is like, You can't just take the students on a field trip without their parents' permission. And by the way, no more field trips approved or unapproved. We're closing down, circling the drain, going gently into that good night, and other analogies of impending doom or conclusion. (laughs) We just want to stay, we just want the last few months of school to be quiet and uneventful. We're going full tilt boogie on this one. <laughs> going full tilt boogie on this one, Watson. And a couple Fuck. of the students are eavesdropping and rush to tell the other students who are like, I don't want to drop out of school like my parents. Maybe we can make this choir thing work. We have a visitor? Yep. Guess who's coming to guest star on this episode? <gasps> it's our sometimes fourth co-host. Steven! Hey, Steven. He's getting followed by Latte. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he comes over and hops up on your lap or not. Yep, right so he's just, enough. He's just rubbing on stuff. All right. So Steven has entered the room. Hi, Steven. Cut to Dolores takes the kids into a dilapidated part of the school that apparently has great acoustics. And she tells the kids to sing Mary Had a Little Lamb so oh, she can sample their musical talent. Oh, hi, Steven. Yeah, Steven's, Steven's here to, to cat bomb our show, huh, Latte? Yeah. Yeah. She's got to do the sniff inspection of the cat. And uh, we'll see if... Uh... Oh, and S- <laughs> Steven just sneezed all over Kay's face, y'all. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, Steven's now settling down into Kay's arms. There is drool running down my arms, oh, God. And let me see if I can lovingly uh, clean some of that up. So, Stephen the cat absolutely loves Kay, and uh, if if he sees that Kay has a vacant lap, he immediately decides that he must occupy it. Oh, that's a big old glob of slobber. Why are you so disgusting, Stephen? Like, how can you be so cute and so disgusting? And I'm watching hives appear on Kay's arm in real time. Hi. Do you need an allergy pill now or later? Uh, we'll do one later, because okay. it'll be a sleepy time one, because it's pretty late, so... Well, alrighty. Steven's here uh, for at least this part of the show, and making himself comfortable oh, in my God, lady's that's lap. that's so gross, Steven. Oh, let me wipe that one, too. <laughs> oh, my hell. I'm not here to pet you, Steven. I'm wiping up your drool off of my wife, <laughs> whose lap you've occupied. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> The kids are uh, singing Mary Had a Little Lamb so that Dolores can sample their musical talents. One of the students doesn't know Mary Had a Little Lamb and sings the Love Boat theme instead. And Sister Lazarus is like, Do you know Gilligan's Island too? That one's my favorite. And Dolores (laughs) catches a glimpse of Rita through the dirty window as it is apparent that Rita wants to come back into the fold but seems to be stubborn and unwilling to bend her pride. You know, that could be a meme. Rita looking in the window, just... 
America looking out the window at the rest of the world. Looking in like, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. America, or America looking in the window at the rest of the world having fun because they wore masks. And America didn't because America's full of a bunch of individuals that don't get... Anyway. Oh, my God. Stephen. Protecting other people is against my personal freedom. Uh, oh, fuck. The scene changes to Rita and her friend uh, and her friend in the church. Rita tells her friend that she's really good and has a, the kind of voice that could make it out there. And she's like, you too, Rita. And Rita is like, but my mom thinks singing is a dead end. And the two of them get ready to sing the same song together as we see Baby Nun creeping up on them in the background. <laughs> Uh, and that's the song that my friend and I sang at church was oh. His Eye is on the Sparrow. Okay. Oh my god, Steven. <laughs> he just rubbed his drool-covered face on my face. <laughs> he wants to share the love. Oh god. Okay. The two begin to sing, and Rita kills it with her friend, and is like, and I'm just sitting there listening like, mm, you go, girl. The two stop when they realize Baby Nun is watching, and they are like, white people see our talent. They're going to want to steal it or exploit us. We should stop. <laughs> Run! <laughs> Run! And they do. Baby Nun is like, Rita, you're do, really do, do, good. Do. Why don't you sing if that's what you really want to do? And she's like, this neighborhood is bad, and life sucks, so I can't sing. And she leaves, rushing past Dolores, who is like, that girl has so much attitude. And Baby Nun is like, no, she's so good. She wants to sing, but she's struggling. You need to help her like you did with me. And Dolores is like, she sings? Is she any good? And Baby Nun is like, holy fuck, can she sing? (laughs) But she says it in Baby Nun speak. (laughs) And Dolores is like, okay, I got this. Look at this little monster. My gosh, that little orange boy. Boy, he sure does love you. He does. I had to move him so that he wouldn't bump the mic cord. Yeah. Because that's a pain in the ass to edit when the mic cord gets bumped. Yeah. We then see Dolores ambush Rita outside of the school being like, Hey, I heard from a baby nun that you really want (laughs) to sing but are afraid because you're concerned your life situation will not permit you to succeed. And Rita is like, Uh... That's creepy, you know all this. And Dolores (laughs) is like, here, read this book. It's about a writer who sent letters to another writer saying, I want to be a writer, read my writings. And the other writer is like, if you love to write, then you're a writer. You don't need me to tell you you're a writer. Anyways, it's like your situation, but with singing. Anyways, read this non-singing book about writers so you can decide you want to be a singer. And Dolores hands the book to Rita, who takes it rolls her eyes, and walks away. I loved her constant mention of, I wanted to be a singer or join the ice capades. <laughs> yeah, Dolores saying that. And just that. justifying her love of the ice capades the whole time. <laughs> she says, don't judge me. It was a good living. <laughs> However, we do see later that evening, uh, Rita reading the book in her room and having thoughtful contemplations. Mm-hmm. The next day, while the rest of the music class is practicing their la 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 which I love thank that you, that gets worked in. To... Thank, thank you, because I had the right tune when I wrote down this note, but then, of course, that was a million Warren years ago. 
Rita comes in and she takes a seat. Hi, Cooper. And uh, Dolores, like, it was just nice because the people, like, they don't make a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. She comes in and Dolores is like, welcome back. And then she takes a seat and she joins in with the la, 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 la. Latte came over to sniff Stephen like, you're still occupying my mom's lap. Okay. You're still drooling all over her. Drool on her enough that she can't work in the morning. After a montage of practicing and cleaning up, cleaning up the new music room, the students are now ready to perform in front of their school. The choir is nervous and off to a slow start. But then, through the power of Oh, happy days! Oh, happy day! Oh, happy day! Oh, happy day when Jesus washed. When Jesus washed, he washed my sins away. And I could have our podcast just be you singing parts from Stuff We Watch, and I would be a hog (laughs) in heaven. Uh, Anyways, the choir is nervous and off to a slow start, but through the power of happy days, they get the whole school grooving, with exception to superintendent ass clown old guy who is very obviously not thrilled with the prospect of these youths somehow being an underdog that might find a way to succeed. He, uh, he gives this very displeased face, but everyone else in the audience is thrilled. The performance concludes and the students get the approval of their peers, uh, gets the approval of their peers that they were seeking. Cut to... The sisters doing some cleaning and finding trophies and pictures of the school's previous musical conquests. They inquire if these musical contests are still going on. And we see that they took the spirit of the Lord and signed up the class without their permission. (laughs) What about permission slips, y'all? Yeah. (laughs) The students have, uh, the students have some back and forth about whether or not they are good enough to do it. And ultimately decide that, hell yeah, they're good enough. This leads Dolores to browbeat the principal priest into giving her permission to take the kids to Hollywood. (laughs) But they have to raise the money themselves and get the permission of each parent. Dolores is like, no problem. I'm sure that won't be an issue in the later scene, especially with one of my star people's Rita, whose mother doesn't want her to sing. (laughs) And uh, they mention that it's like six weeks until this competition so yep. they're gonna have to practice before school and after school every That's what day we call a ticking clock <laughs> it's great for a plot <laughs> it creates a sense of urgency in the plot anyways we see dolores running the students through the practice motions and whatnot with rita and the other students we then see rita singing in her room at home practicing for the choir and i feel my previous plot conflict coming to fruition much faster than i thought it would Rita's mother comes home from work and does the angry black mama who's been around the block a few times and seen a thing or two about life's hard lessons, telling her, no, she will not do the choir. She will study and succeed that way. She will not die poor and penniless like her father, who was also apparently a musician. Rita hands... I'm not laughing at the plot. I'm laughing at the window. Yeah. Rita hands over her choir stuff and cries on her bed. Oh my God, Latte. Okay, I'll come get you. <laughs> That's the most barks I've ever heard from her before. Right? Back from letting Latte inside, <laughs> we see the nuns crunching the numbers and deciding that they need roughly $2,000. I remember what I was going to say before that. So okay, Go ahead. It reminded me of those Slay Nadaj so videos. Which, which part? Uh, okay. The confrontation with Rita and her mom, okay. Florence. Uh, I didn't realize when the mom's name was Florence. Yeah, she, I know that because she for because of later um, with the permission slip. But uh, I 
<laughs> it reminds me of those videos with uh, Slay Nadash, who does the uh, every black uh, drama movie or every black religious movie. That's or, right. <laughs> oh my gosh, because I'm just... Good. That's one of those things where I'm like, that's a trope. <laughs> right there is the... Your father died penniless, and we and do you want to be like everyone else out there? And I'm just that's that's a little bit Mama on the couch for you when oh. we when we start going into Mama on the Mama couch plays. Okay, that's that's one of the tropes in there. See, I just it was like stern, disapproving black mother who is stern, but I'm tough. But it's because I love you and I want mm-hmm. you to have a better life than I've had. Mm-hmm. And I don't and of course, you... me being who I was as a kid, that all, that immediately made me go, and now I am starting to understand Lauren Hill's character a little bit more with the missing father, and except mm-hmm. for hers died. So it was like, oof. Oof. Yeah. Heavy. Heavy. Heavy moment heavy, in a comedy. Heavy whipping cream. <laughs> The look on your face made that that stupid comment worth it. Just the absolute perplexity and just... Why? Why did I marry this dumb cracker? <laughs> Anyways, back to the plot at hand. We then see the nuns uh, crun- uh, crunching the numbers to decide... The numbers uh, deciding what they, it. <laughs> what they that they needed roughly two thousand dollars to pay for everything. This includes uh, travel, hotel, food, all that for for all the kids to go to Hollywood. They decide that they'll need to hold a uh, some type of charity event in order to raise the money from the neighborhood themselves. And they said it's about time this neighborhood gave back to the school. It's the only school in the neighborhood. They decide that they'll hold a street music festival to raise money from the neighborhood. During this discussion, Rita comes in to somberly tell Dolores that she has to quit the choir and that she's sorry. Dolores goes to talk to Rita's mama and realizes that, uh, yeah, Rita's mother is why she quit. Mm -hmm. We see Rita's mom close the door on Dolores' face and Dolores, er, and, uh, Rita stares daggers at her mom. Mm-hmm. The next scene is the nuns on stage rocking out with their habits out to what is uh, to what looks like the entire neighborhood coming out to show their support. Baskets are being passed around the crowd to collect money, and Dolores channels her inner James Brown. <laughs> yes, again, Kay had to tell me <laughs> that's what the music that's that's who she was imitating uh, when she was singing the music that was going on on stage. Yeah, because she's doing the whole. Throw like falls to the stage, and someone, uh, I think, it was Baby Nun, do 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 do, that came over and put a cape on her, and so she gets up and staggers a bit, and then get up off of that thing and dance so you feel better. Um, but yeah, yes, that. So yes, Kay had to tell me specifically uh, the details of what was going on. This shouldn't be news to any of you. You all know me by now. I am an unhip, uncultured swine. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> The fundraising uh, concert continues and turns out to be a complete success. And the nuns raised just shy of $2,000. It was like $1,920. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, in, in 1993 money... That's a that's, good amount of money. That's that's like enough to like to go to the moon and back and buy a cup of coffee afterwards. Uh, I don't know. 
money's made up anyways. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to capitalism, mm. where the money's made up and the points don't matter. Mm. Baby Nun and Sister Lather- Lazarus must have lather us. <laughs> That's in the porn parody. <laughs> Oh, God. That's fantastic. Sister on sister act. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was good. Okay. I love when I can make you laugh. Okay. You make me laugh a lot. You're funny. Okay. So, baby nun. Let's try this. Try this again. (laughs) Baby nun and sister Lazarus. Gather up the baskets and leave. And Sister Peggy just swoons over Dolores, being like, Ah, you're amazing. Coming back for the sequel to do this amazing miracle all over again? You're amazing. And Dolores is like, Yeah, I am pretty badass, aren't I? We then see Rita going on top of the school, which I guess is the hangout spot. All the students are like, Rita, why did you quit, girl? And she's like, I can't disrespect my mama, so I can't say anything more than it's my business. And Sketch comes over to be like, we can we, uh, we can do this together. Come on, Rita. And Rita is like, and says nothing as she sadly walks away. We then see Rita studying at home, looking nervous as she forges her mom's signature on her permission slip. Mm-hmm. The scene changes to the day of the competition, and everyone is boarding the bus. Rita runs in at the last minute and hands her permission slip, being like, don't compare my mom's signature to anything you might have on file, and then gets on the bus. <laughs> I mean, she did do a lot of practice. You can see yeah, all you of those the, post-it the, notes with the... Yeah, the scrap, but which, hey, I gotta say, if you're gonna forge somebody's signature, you'd be yeah. smart to practice it firsthand, or yeah. beforehand. I'll, I'll, I'll give her points for that. Like, that, that's some... <laughs> She's begun her young criminal career already, forging signatures. <laughs> Catastrophe! The less-than-superattendant Grumpy Old Balls finds the Rolling <laughs> Stones magazine uh, um, finds the Rolling Stones magazine from the end of the first movie, and he was like, I knew I recognized her! She was in the first movie, of course! <laughs> and they're like, Gah! We have to stop them from being in a competition because Dolores is not a real nun! And for, for some reason. I, I, yeah. I, guess, I guess it's just... Do you, I don't know. I guess I don't know much about Catholic schools if they have to entirely hire only priests and nuns, or if they're allowed to. I, I could ask my uncle and see because he works at a Catholic high school. So is he a priest? No. Then that gives us our answer. Well, like to be. Well, that's true. He is a. And it is later in the. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he he was. More Catholic than my mom. <laughs> ah. He is not Jack Catholic. Ah. I think he still goes to Mass. Is he a Tom, Dick, and Harry Catholic? Well, not Jack, so I figured like every other Tom, Dick, and Harry. Anyways. You know why we say Jack Catholic, right? It's like Jack Mormon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was, I was, just, <laughs> I was just being dumb and making a stupid joke. Anyways, they're like, oh my gosh, Dolores is not a real nun. This is a travesty. We've got to stop these children from performing. And less than superintendent is like, no, we have to handle this ourselves like a patriarchy. 
and all the priests hop into a van and drive like madmen down the road. I don't remember the name of the one priest who was driving. He's the the uh, uh, Latin teacher. Father Thomas. He's the Latin teacher, and he's just... He is driving, uh... I guess you could say he's driving like, uh... A bat out of hell? I was debating about making that kind of reference, but then I was like, well, he's a priest. Does that really work? He's driving fast and poorly. Disregarding... He's driving like Jesus will take the wheel at any moment. <laughs> He thinks Jesus is my co-pilot is a literal yeah, thing. <laughs> that's very true. And then he has the uh, the the rosaries to uh, yell at other drivers and be like, where did you learn to drive? <laughs> Even though he's driving on the wrong side of the road into oncoming Father traffic. Father Thomas, that, that stick there, oh. that's your turn signal. <laughs> Perhaps the other drivers would be, would be less furious with you. He would use it. I don't know. Maybe it's a dependent on the diocese as to whether or not like the teachers have to be members of the clergy or not i don't know i'm i wasn't catholic so i'm not anything and mama k didn't go to a catholic school anyways anyways rita's mom comes home and finds her letter and finds uh rita's letter to her mother saying i'm sorry mama i never meant to hurt you I never meant to make you cry, but tonight I'm singing in the choir. And the scene changes to the students getting ready <laughs> in the dressing room. And they are stressed and nervous and like, I can't do this. Oh no, my makeup. Oh no, my hair. Oh no, my outfit. And the sisters do their best to calm the nerves of the students. During this time, we see the other performing choirs and they range from strict and proper to more loosey-goosey. <laughs> the van of fathers pulls up and set out to trying to crush the hopes of the youngsters. But once principal priest sees the students, he realizes that he has been, that this whole thing has been good for them. The kids have a glow. They seem energetic and excited. And the principal priest decides to go against the less than superintendent grumpy balls and <laughs> lets the kids go out to perform. The rest of the priests decide that the only thing to do is lock less than superintendent grumpy balls in a closet and block it off with a big ass salami, courtesy of ch of the chef. Excuse me, courtesy of chef German priest. I think he was Father Wolfgang or something like that. Sure, I, something. That, like that sounds that. about right. I just mm -hmm. remember that he was German because they were like, "Ollie Kirk's is bratwurst and schnitzel." <laughs> I'm tired of putting penises in my mouth when I can't put them in my vagina. <laughs> that was like a pained laugh. Like you were ashamed to laugh at that. <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> and then Kay puts their, their face in their hands. Oh, God. The students are going to sing, but Rita is on point, and she's out there alone, and she sees her mother come in and take a seat, staring daggers of disapproval at her. Rita misses her musical cue to begin a few times, much to people's confusion, but then she starts to sing, and damn, it is good! Mm -hmm. Rita sings, filled with the spirit of God, and we see the stage uh, we see uh, uh, one of the stage adults off to the side telling the kids to take off their robes. And Dolores <laughs> is like, y'all might as well be comfortable. 
And then they go out there to sing joyful, is it joyful, joyful? Mm Mm-hmm. They go out to sing joyful, joyful. And they hippity-hoppity-rapidap the crowd into some massive applause with their super awesome gospel. Like, I I don't know how- Hippity-hoppity-rapidap. I don't know how to explain that last musical number in the show because it was, it was lit- on fire and uh, dope and other adjectives. It it basically like the thing that makes it really stand out is that you have the Chapman High School choir sing the same song, but it was all somber. But it's yeah, it's very much traditional, sung straight, traditional organ music, and it's when you look at the lyrics to "Joyful, Joyful" and how it's it is joyful. It's supposed to be a joyful song, and sure, at the time that it was written, that's considered joyful, joyful music. Joyful, we love God. Well, like, they, they still was... sing a joyful, joyful, we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. But that's joyful at the time it was written. And then the St. Francis School does it more to what joyful is for this time period and so it kind of juxtaposes the two can you break off a piece of that joyful joyful lord we adore thee god of glory lord of love hearts unfold like flowers before thee hail thee as the sun above Melt the clouds of sin, sin and sadness. Drive the dark of doubt away. Drive it away, giver of immortal gladness. Fill us, fill us with the light of day. Light of day. Check the rhyme. Joyful, joyful, Lord, we adore thee, and in my life I put none before thee, cause since I was a youngster I came to know that you was the only way to go, so I had to grow and come to an understanding that I'm down with the kinks, and now I'm demanding that you tell me who you're down with, C, cause all I know is that I'm down with the G-O-D, who down with G-O-D, yeah, you know me, who down with G-O-D, anyway, yeah. <laughs> you can't I, not go into the whole damn song. I, uh... <laughs> I need to start planning my notes in a way that I can just <laughs> I can just get you to uh to uh sing more because I know that more than just me enjoys it. Thanks, babe. Anyways, the awesome finale song concludes and it's right into the award ceremony. Like it always makes you laugh how they do that in movies. It's like our heroes are the last performer. Now mm-hmm. into the Mhm. Well, <laughs> you got to save the best for last. Yeah, that's right. But it always seems I don't think I've ever seen a movie where like and the first performer, the heroes of the show and then everybody else, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So it's right into the award ceremony. And to the surprise of absolutely no one, our heroes of St. Francis win the grand prize. I will say gospel choir should have been first runners up, not the St. Chapman choir, because the gospel choir was better than the Chapman choir, but that's just me. The one thing I will say is, I if, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I think that they intentionally had uh, actors in that choir who kind of seemed nervous and off-put, whereas the the quote-unquote proper one, mm-hmm. they were really huge, and they were very, like, uh, uh, 
prestigious in their mm-hmm. presentation. So I kind of get why they I just, in this I mean, fictional grading scale. So there were there were two gospel choirs. Um, one of them definitely had people that were off rhythm. But then there was the other one that looked a lot more confident, but they were doing gospel, not Catholic liturgical music, so I guess. But okay. at the same time, they should have been first runners up, not Chapman School. But you see, they had to go... But see, I can see the dynamic of the movie. They had to have the more traditional one that they that the kids were initially like, man, that's our song. What's the point of even I doing this? No, guess. they had to have them come in second place so they could be like, see, these new uh, uh, underdogs. Okay, but if I was judging gospel choir, <laughs> if I was judging, it would have been like, everyone, we're doing gospel music. If, you, if you're clapping on one and three, you're out of the choir. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, that would be me. And again, I'd never, I wouldn't apply for choir anyway. They'd be like, can you sing Mary Had a Little Lamb? And I'd be like, Mary Get out. Like, <laughs> now we know you can sing better. So, uh, so mildly. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the music concludes and it's right into the award ceremony. And to the surprise of absolutely no one, our heroes of St. Francis win the grand prize. Trophies, flowers, tears, and cheers are shared by all, and we see that the Catholic board people who were going to close the school down in the earlier scenes then tell the principal priest and mega mother nun that they are amazing and they will not be closing down the school. Less than superintendent comes out all disheveled, and we still don't know how he got out of the closet, but he had to go through a lot. He had to go through a lot of thick meat to do it. <laughs> Anyways, he comes out to be like. You've all been deceived. And Mega Mother Nun jumps in to be like, Yep, it was actually his idea, and you should transfer him to some other troubled school, since he's such a fixer of troubles. That's such a great callback to what Dolores had done to Mother Nun in the last movie. When the pri- uh, yeah, when she's such a great callback. chewing her out for doing the gospel music, and then the priest comes in to be like, Oh, you did such a good job. You mm-hmm. know? Actually, she also wants us to go out and help the community. And I will say, I love, too, that earlier they make the less-than-superintendent uh, go through this whole, Oh, I'm going for early retirement. Like, this should be that. a parking lot. And yeah, he makes... Like, it's when totally about the money, not yeah. about the kids, not about the church, and, and none of that. And his attitude towards that, I'm like, Dude, do you get a cut of it? Or, like, what? Because uh, the super, the less-than-superintendent guy... Um, in the earlier scene when Dolores is eavesdropping that they're going to be closing down the church, you know, he tells them, oh, because you're in the red, this place is better off as a parking lot. You yeah. Know, oh, da, da, da. And then, yeah, as, as Kay had mentioned, when they're all leaving, he's like, oh, I've been hoping for an early retirement. Yeah. And, da, da, da. and then that's in this, at the end of the show, that's when uh, Super Megan Nun McGonagall is like, oh, we can't put an old bull like you out to pasture just yet. You're, Send him to another underprivileged school. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, less than superintendent is like, Gah, that woman, that woman. And mega mother nun McGonagall is like, Go with God, Crispy. But with the Dolores, bless you, Vince, of the first movie. Meaning, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Let mother McGonagall say fuck. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, it kind of reminds me of the, the whole thing too with... Um, Baptists in the South with mm-hmm. the, the bless, your, bless heart, your heart, which seems to be code for, oh, fuck you, or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't actually mean bless your heart. Yep. You gotta yep. listen for subtext. Gotta listen for subtext. 
We then see Rita confronting her mother and saying that she'll never disobey her again. And her mom is like, I won't say I was wrong, but you were amazing and I'm very proud of you. And the two hug and cry, with Dolores smirking and looking on like, yeah, music is the key to all of life's problems, bitches. <laughs> and then we get the good news from McGonagall and Principal Priest, telling the kids that because of what they've done, the school will stay open. The kids start hounding Dolores, saying, you're not really a nun, huh? Yeah, I heard you were a Vegas showgirl. And Dolores <laughs> is like, let, me, let the record show. I have never been a showgirl. I am a motherfucking headliner. <laughs> and the, everyone is like, oh, and the credits start to roll, but it's not the end. Uh, as the credits begin to roll, the cast of students, including Whoopi and the other nuns, since uh, sing ain't no mountain high enough. And it's awesome. Oh, and the priests join in for a verse or two. Mm -hmm. Now it's the end. And Udesky sings. You get to see Udesky sing. Right before he gets... Well, not right before, but before he's eaten by a dinosaur. At one point, he gets chased by a camera, foreshadowing what's going to happen to him with the dinosaur. He gets chased by a camera? Yeah, the uh, camera oh, 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 on the crane was yeah. chasing him around during and he's running. The, during the credits part. Yeah. They are in the white room. And yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I thought you meant during... No, no, no. Not during the movie. But, uh... Yeah, it was good. I'm glad. I'm like glad it. you liked it. The credits, the credit part was kind of funny because, you know, it's one of those more um, interactive credits mm -hmm. scenes. And uh, the priest seems so awkward in that. Because <laughs> like, there's the part where they're all like laying down, heads facing each other in like a snowflake mm -hmm. formation. And they're like opening their arms. But then principal priest is like has reduced mobility or something because he can't seem to yeah. fully extend his <laughs> limbs. I don't know if that was direction or if he's just... It could have been he's just old. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, it was, it was entertaining. I, I definitely, it's weird because watching these two back to back, mm -hmm. I really like the first one, but I really like, and I like them both for very different reasons. Mm -hmm. I, I like the story of the first one a lot. I like the music of the second one more. Mm -hmm. um, I felt like, I don't know, with, with the, I don't know, the first one, the conflict of the plot, I felt like there was a little bit more at stake because it, yeah. it was it was more life or death. Yeah. Whereas uh, the second one was much more of, Think of the children. It was it was a societal collapse at stake because yeah, this is the last go. school there you go. It in was... that area. And then if once it closes, they're all gonna be bused to different schools, which is gonna just fuck up their social lives. And you know that these kids are gonna go to another school and they're gonna be looked down on by the teachers immediately when they go in, because it's like, oh, you're from that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And so it's like it's it's a different stake. Very, like, yeah, you could, yeah, because with, in the first movie, it's, uh, the stakes are more personal to Dolores, mm -hmm. whereas in the second film, the stakes are more personal to the entire community. Yes. Yes. And, uh, it also builds on things that Dolores taught the other nuns, because mm -hmm. they even mentioned that the reason they're teachers is because of Dolores coming to show them that they need to help out their community. And so it's, it's very, and... They do give it a little bit of a personal stake for Dolores, since that was her alma mater. But yeah, very fair. Yeah, it's 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 more of a not life or death, but it's definitely it it's still a high stake. <laughs> it's it's uh, not 
life and life and physical death. It's life or death for hope. Yes, exactly. The death of hope. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just remembered a great line uh, from an earlier scene where when Dolores first gets to the school before she gets to her classroom mm-hmm. and she's walking around and seeing the Latin teacher and he's just talking in Latin. Everybody's bored out of their minds. Mm-hmm. And then it shows uh, Sister Peggy. And I guess she teaches sex ed yes. or does she teach health class period. Sex ed. She's, I, f- I find it hard to believe that a Catholic school would have a dedicated sex ed class. Like, cause that was the thing. I remember taking health class in yeah. school and sex ed was just a portion of the general Same. health class. But she, she does make the mention when they're talking about how to improve the school, <laughs> how yeah. the sex ed class. And it's like, you have a whole ass class for that? What made me laugh too is, is, uh, is she has the, she's like, the word of the day is promiscuity. Does anyone know what that means? And then she calls on someone. They're like, you're a nun. You don't know about sex kind of thing. And she's like, just because you haven't, you don't, you don't have to bite the donut to know it's sweet, you know, <laughs> or taste the donut to know it's sweet. And then she made me want to make jokes about glazed donut holes and mm, donuts. <laughs> Mm. But I I don't know. Like I said, I tend to like some donuts are cream filled, mm. but they're not. They don't start that way. Mm-mm. They have to be injected first. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think Kay thought of something terrible. Um, I just got a memory of something. Oh no! <laughs> so, but uh, uh, it's 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 hard for i think over i think the reason it's so hard for me to decide is because overall i feel like these shows are are pretty close in my opinion but mm-hmm. it also may just be seeing them in such close proximity and it could to one another that. um i do like the second show more mm-hmm. um some of the humor in the first show i think i liked more but the musical talent mm-hmm. on display is definitely uh, outshines the first one. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's definitely a more real-world issue in yes, the second one. That it's, is, that's very fair. Which I, I kind of sit here and I go, this was the sort of shit that people were all over in the 90s. Granted, it was more the mid-90s that you had your, uh, I'm coming to teach these troubled teens. So, you know, maybe, I, don't, I just, I'm still baffled by critics not enjoying this one more because i'm like this like it just because it's funny doesn't mean that it doesn't hit all the same notes that your oscar winning i teacher going into a troubled youth situation that's the thing is like looking at it objectively just the individual components uh Mm -hmm. comprised within this i don't see any reason why it shouldn't at least be receiving the same kind of critical acclaim as the first one. Yeah. I mean, at the, I mean, and I feel like that's a, like, I know I'm not always objective, uh, mm-hmm. but looking at it objectively, like each individual components, you know, the writing, the music, the, the story, just mm-hmm. everything together is at least on par with the first one. I do yeah. think it is better. Yeah. And it, it is not fair that it isn't as, yeah. Critically acclaimed is the first one. Yep. Critics and, fucked up. And I do think you you probably hit the nail right on the head with the people reviewing it were not who that film was for. Yeah. And so they were not, I don't know, they were not 
maybe and it could be a lack of professionalism in that they were not able to look at it from an objective perspective Mm -hmm. to judge it based on its merits and instead they're looking at it through their own filter Mm -hmm. and going well i can't identify with anything in this because x y or z identifying with crispy oh jesus you might be right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this old curmudgeonly white man and these people watching is going, ah, why is the old white guy the bad guy? I don't like this movie. Because I, I didn't look at the reviews because I didn't want to get mad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, correction, you didn't want to get any more mad than you already were. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm just this little ball of rage. I'm a slow, I'm a slowly compressing black hole of anger just waiting for, I don't know. Sorry, I stopped listening at slowly compressing black hole forgot that was your kink so anyway <laughs> mm, spaghettification yeah <laughs> physics jokes uh, astrophysics uh, anyway so i would say the show is a success is a success yay uh uh but however it makes me terrified we're it- not going to hop onto a bad show just yet oh we aren't no because I, I I still need to feel good feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Although, so I was really torn on which version we were going to do because both are available on Disney+. Plus. Ooh, multi-version. Yes. And so it's going to be one of two versions of this, and I need to consult with my sister on which one is better. <laughs> As to um, which one won't destroy your view of this show. Because one version's uh. not that great, and the other one is amazing. And I'm pretty sure we're going to watch... Because one of them I saw decades ago. And I have good memories of it, but I can't remember if that's the one that sucks. <laughs> Because I have have learned that there are some movies that I liked as a child that I watched them again as an adult and go, Jesus Christ, was I high? Did I have too much cough syrup that day? You make it sound like young K was such a druggie. No, but young K had the same allergies as old K, so. Fair. (laughs) Oh, so, so, uh, are you able to- I don't need LSD to trip, I just need NyQuil. I just need sleep deprivation. Uh, so, what's our next show, Kay? Well, Warren, it'll be time to seize the day. You're going to get to see Newsies. Ah, mm-hmm. cool. This is one that I have heard about at length uh, and seen referenced, but uh, of course, I have never seen. And I think we're going to do the original film version, because I'm pretty sure that's the one that's better. Oh my god. <laughs> I just thought of a terrible spoof. That if we all survive 2020, it would be great to see in the future fake newsies. Oh, no! (laughs) Just about living in the madness of, uh... Look at me! I'm the king of Austin! (laughs) (laughs) That hurt. Could either be hilarious or gonna make me put my head through a wall. One of the two. Dan and Jordan, we need fake newsies. <laughs> Q 
QAnon sense and fake newsies. <laughs> they need to be real so that Warren and I can review them. This is a call. Call to action? Call to action. Those both need to exist. And also people need to find me video of the Scientology musical. Anyway. Just about anything can be made into a musical. Yep. As you have learned. (laughs) Through much pain and uh, many tears. And a more destroyed liver. (laughs) That's just 2020 for you. (laughs) So, anyway, next week, Newsies. Hey! So thank you all for listening. Um, we kind of rambled there at the end of this episode, but, but that's because we were having fun. Yeah, this is all, and this is also a, a shorter episode because we enjoyed ourselves, and so we're not uh, ranting for two hours. And about... because I have to take some Benadryl. <laughs> yes, Kay is breaking out in hives, courtesy of Stephen. Yep, all that cat rule. So um, if you want, speaking of, wow, how'd you get out there, buddy? Like, I magic my way out there. You did magic your way out there. Um, anyway, thank you for listening to this episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. Um, if you've got Disney+, Plus, you can watch Sister Act and Sister Act 2 and uh, thank us for it later. Those are, like, two of the best reasons to have that. I'm, I'm going to take back some of my Disney jokes, but not all of them because of the stuff that is now available that I didn't realize was on there. <laughs> Warren heard me shriek when I saw Smart Guy was there, so... <laughs> yeah, I can confirm. Kay did indeed shriek. So, um, if, if you want to uh, help out our show, please rate and review on iTunes, on Podchaser, CastBox, Stitcher. Uh, just, it really helps um, if you want to uh, help us out some more. You can also uh, share our episodes with your friends, with your family. Uh, yeah, uh, you can visit our website, tonedefmusical.com, which has links to our Facebooks, Instagrams, Twitters, as well as the Cast Junkie Discord server, where we have a Not Safe for Work channel. And uh, Kay took my spiel, so I will... I am sorry, babe. I will just say uh, thank you all so much. Again, Patreon. For listening. You can, you and can talk you, about Patreon. If you want to go above and beyond and help us uh, produce our show, you can go to patreon.com slash musical, and we have uh, different tiers and layers and all that good normal Patreon stuff, and we appreciate everybody who helps us out with that. It is a great relief absolutely and uh you can get a shout out in the intermission of our show um we're gonna try and get some bonus episodes out soon because we've got some baby k musicals that warren gets to see so you'll hear him talk about those and yeah but that'll be it for today i think i agree i'm k i'm warren and this has been tone deaf Driving me nuts. I'm gonna eat it. Hold on. Hold on.